What's up, everybody? Josh and Jay back with the podcast, America is Blue. Uh, Not talking about the U.S. anymore, but we are definitely talking about the blues, the deserving blues that are in action over in Qatar. Some crazy outcomes, some crazy matches, uh, some brilliant performances, a lot of stuff that we weren't necessarily expecting. But uh, back into the mix, good to be talking to you, Jay. Uh, and per usual, you get the first word around here. What were you thinking about what we saw over the past couple of days since the uh, U.S. hung them up? I know, bro. This is like the longest we've gone without doing one of these since we started. Yeah, man. Um, you know, the cream is starting to rise to the top, I think. You know, uh, we still have a couple of potential Cinderella stories out there. Uh, but, you know, the, the teams that you would have thought were going to be there as we're getting closer to the semifinals, I think, are still in no this thing. So uh, we have some great matches coming up over the next few days. Uh, But looking back, man, you know, there were a few games that were just amazing to watch. A few blowouts, which were still kind of fun to watch. But, you know, two in particular, you know, Croatia, Japan and Morocco, Spain were just nail biters, nail biters. It was fun to not have anything vested in those games and be able to watch them as an objective fan. I, I mean, shout out to the Moroccans. I really, I thought their celebrations were amazing, well-deserved. It was totally awesome, you know, seeing the reporters, uh, people blowing up all across uh, their homeland. Awesome to see. That's what the whole situation is about. And, of course, you know, we had some skin in the game with our boy. I think, you know, we'll we'll, we'll give him his just desserts a little bit uh, later on. But, you know, seeing a lot of our boys in blue advancing in the tournament, uh, you know, we've got England advancing, we've got Croatia advancing, we've got Thiago Silva advancing. Uh, so there's, you know, a lot of a lot of things to pay attention to from from our perspective. But I'll actually throw it to you, man. Which one, which matchup do you want to, you know, tackle first? There's a lot to talk about. Well, I- I'm going to start outside the box. Let's start off with France and Poland. Go for it. Neither, neither one of those teams have an active player. But my main man, Olivier Giroud, stands alone atop the all-time Goal scorer for France. Feed him. Very clever Olivier finish. Giroux. Too. Very so clever. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep on just lobbing this out here because I love the guy. I have a lot of admiration. He was a great blue. Uh, I hope he can keep on racking him up. But I mean, dude, like Mbappe's already on his heels, and that dude is so young. He's, he's definitely gonna take it. But for the time being, it belongs to Olivier Giroud. And and very proper just desserts for him. Uh, it, it's great to see him shining. And uh, I was talking over you for a second there, but yeah, just clever finish. Uh, very, very professional. Looked like the ball was actually underneath him a little bit, and he, you know, skated it right off the ground, tucked it away in the in the corner there. Real class. He's on the top of his game right now. Uh, Thirty six years old, a fine, fine vintage. Really, really showing up, and it's great because uh, we alluded to it the last time. He didn't score the last World Cup, but he started every game. Uh, but it's nice to see him on the score sheet. I know it clearly means uh, a lot to him in what is probably his last go round. And uh, yeah, he's playing with the best left winger on the planet. Uh, and that's uh, certainly creating some opportunities for him. And let's not forget, I mean, this probably would not be happening had it not been for the injury to Kareem Benzema. Probably. So either way, listen, this guy, he just, he doesn't go away. He doesn't go away. People will try to knock him down. People will talk shit. They're going to move him on from one club to another club. They don't think he has anything left. And he just, he's withstanding the test of time. And he just continues to get it done and get it done with style. So he's the man. No doubt. 
no doubt. He's the man. And who's, who really is the man is, I have to say it, Kylian Mbappe is just on a different yeah, planet. He's, he's I mean, that first guy. finish on that first goal, I, I just thought to myself, I was like, wow, man. It just, wow. He is... He is something else, and and when he's in in full, you know, we got the full plumage. When he's really peacocking out there, there's nobody that can stop him right now. And he is Allen Iverson. He is Michael Jordan. He is all these incredible, explosive, athletic traits mixed into uh, one guy, and it's it's fantastic to to see that on a football pitch. Yeah, it's going to be really nice when he gives up on PSG and goes to a real club oh, no. and has, that has a chance to truly compete for, for Champions League. I, I don't think he's coming anywhere near us. He'll probably end up at Real Madrid or you know Barcelona or some other stupid place. But once he gets out of there and he doesn't have to sit there with Messi and Neymar and they build this kind of super team that doesn't quite get it over the line, he's going to be a legend. He already is a legend. No doubt. So, anyway... Moving on from there, uh, why don't we talk about England-Senegal? I think that was the next game after that. Yeah, I mean, look, it, England did what they had to do. Uh, I, I don't think that there's almost a whole lot else to say. Uh, they really showed up. They were very professional. Um, I think it's a testament to what they're capable of doing. And just to gloss back onto our boys, it's a testament to what the United States showed when they were you know, up against England and kept a clean sheet. Uh, nobody else has done that so far uh, in the tournament. So, um, you know, hats off to the boys uh, flying the Union Jack. They're doing what they're supposed to do. And now they have the real tests uh, starting with France. Obviously, they know they got to win uh, this quarterfinal matchup if they want to advance. And these are the tests that they need. This is what they showed up for. Declan Rice said that other nations should fear England. Let's see if they do. Yeah, this was, uh, I thought this was going to be a bigger test than it actually was. England steamrolled them. And this is easily the best that they have looked out of any game so far. They were on point, And I think they finally got out the right lineup. To, to, to not have Phil Foden be as much of the game plan during the group stage, always kind of, I always question that. I didn't understand why he wasn't in there. It's not like you have bad replacements, but Phil Foden adds an He's element on the attack that is, it's special. Right, so to have him, uh, Bukayo Saka, Harry Kane holding it up and playing things around so that those guys can get forward, uh, I think that's the right mix for England. Um, I think the midfield, you know, Mason Mount got a couple of minutes in the game. Raheem Sterling not in the game because apparently his house got robbed, I think, twice. Yeah. I think he got robbed twice. That's awful. So you have to fly back to England to go ahead and handle that mess. Now he's going back to the team. I don't know what that type of distraction, if Southgate's going to want to throw him right back into the fire, especially against France. So, unfortunately, that happened to him. But this is easily the best England that we've seen so far this next game. I mean, dude, if they can pull it off against France and they start to build up some confidence, the talent's there. I know we hate Garrett Southgate, but the talent is there on this team. Maybe this is the... I mean, the talent is without a doubt there. And the most talented one of the bunch is Jude Bellingham. I mean, that, that guy is going to be the, the linchpin. I really think his performance is going to ultimately determine the fate of how England turns out because controlling that midfield against Rabio and Tukameni 
and you know some of those other players that they have on the French, if, if they dominate the midfield, we already know that they have the forward talent to get it done. If they can get it done in the middle of the park and really control the game, I think England can can get a result. But you know, Kylian Mbappe, man, he he is the the factor that that you can't coach against, you can't teach against, you can't train against it. There's nothing you can do. So uh, let let's see if if England has the the fortitude and the defensive organization to uh, keep them out of the net. Yeah. Now let's move on to one of the better games, Croatia and Japan. And I want to give a lot of credit to both of these guys. We've spoken a lot about Croatia on the, uh, on the, on the cast. And they're just like this old guard gritty. They play together. There's, I mean, these guys are just tough out there. They just win with grit and bone and blood and guts. This is just, this is Croatia and they're great. On the flip side of this, too, Japan has been this feisty, never give up. They've kind of been playing similar, just a very together team. And that was, again, that was one of the better games that we had in this last round. Uh, Croatia obviously moving on on penalties, but what an awesome game that was. I mean, definitely a a nail-biter. That's definitely the only way to describe that. All of the players on Croatia look like tactical Marines, who are ready to just dole out punishment at any given time, with the exception of Luka Modric. Uh, He's a little small. He just looks like Peter Pan out there, you know, just running past everybody. But uh, aside from Luka, these are generally speaking, you know, imposing, strong guys. And they have a a very team-centric, nation-centric, you know, feel around their squad, too. You can tell that those guys are going out there and giving it all for the badge. And, um, I mean, their culture is obviously one that is built on team cohesion. And it really shows because those guys just bond together. They either score a ton of goals or it's like a nil-nil, knock them out, drag them down, brawl. Um, Just tough, tough dudes, man. Yeah, they're great. So with them, Kova moves on. He had a nice performance in that game. Again, the strength of that Croatian team, I mean, they're, they're, they're sturdy in the back. They're not great in the back, but they're midfield. They're on point, and they're opportunistic with their scoring chances. They're just they're a well-drilled team. They're a team where a lot of these guys have played together through a lot of international competitions. They've been there before in the last World Cup, a lot of them. Uh, and then they keep on finding this good young talent to just fill in the holes. They just fill in the holes. Manzukic is gone. Kramerich is in. They just keep on finding ways to groom it, and these guys just do it together. So it's a, it's a special thing that they have going on there. Whether they're ever going to get to the point where they can actually win one of these things, you know, time will tell. But for a tiny little nation, they just they get it done. Four million population. Unbelievable talent. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right. So we got... Brazil, South Korea, Thiago Silva, the legend, he's moving on, and Brazil just walked all over uh, it, them. That was embarrassing. It was tough. I mean, and, you know, shout out to Asia, Japan, and South Korea, the peninsula and the islands getting into the quarterfinals. Nobody saw that coming. Uh, you know, the, 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 no. the Samurai Blues uh, making it happen on, uh, you know, the, the Japanese have been feisty. The Koreans, I mean, Talk about resilient. That was just an unbelievable performance. They were just kept coming at them, uh, you know, next man up mentality. 
really unbelievable to to see. I did not see them getting out of that game, but they found a, a way to to squeak through. Uh, Shouts out to Son. He played amazing. Uh, a, a really tough performance for his nation. You can see how much it, it means to, to all of them. Um, but that being said, the Samba boys have showed up and they are here to play. I don't know if the Japanese have what it takes to uh, keep up with those boys. No one does. South Korea, no one has a chance against Brazil at this point. Not South Korea, certainly. And that's why they lost 4-1. Um, dude, they just, they walked all over them. They're just, they were too good. They're too good with the ball. South Korea and the, credit to them. Dude, they came out, they were aggressive. They attacked them. They weren't going to be intimidated by what Brazil was bringing. They came out and kept on attacking. And as they were attacking, Brazil was just like, yoink, take the ball, run it up, pass, 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 back goal, pass. Dude, they were up, I think four, nothing in the first half. They just walloped them. It was a very, very tough thing to watch uh, after a while. But, you know, that's what you expect. You expect a dismantlement from the, from the top-level guys. And uh, as, we, as we get into the, cor- uh, to the quarters, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start to see, you know, the real competition. Really, really start to see the cream rise to the top. Yep. All right, so we're going to save the best for last. Portugal, Switzerland, not a ton to be said there. Another dismantling, an impressive dismantling. Switzerland, again, they've been a really compact, tight team. They've been playing competitive against everybody. They're another one of these squads that just you know, finds a way to grit things out. There was no grit. Portugal absolutely leveled them. Big news, obviously, that Cristiano Ronaldo was sitting on the pine at the beginning of the game. His replacement comes on, bags himself a hat trick, no problem. Uh, Portugal, who I know you hate, they look very good. They look very good. This is a team, I think. With the distractions of Ronaldo coming into the World Cup, then you have this thing with him being benched and not wanting to get subbed. And they're just like, I don't give a shit. These guys are going out there. They're playing a really good brand of ball. They have old guard experience with Pepe. They have a lot of young guys in there. This is a very, very, very deep and good squad. They're they're one to look out for moving forward. Oh, they're definitely one to look out for moving forward. Um, whether the time is now remains to be seen. But uh, look, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of talent out there. Um, I hope they don't win. I, I don't, uh, you know, I I don't like. I'm not a I'm not a big Bruno guy. Um, I I don't really care for Bernardo Silva all that much. There's just not a whole lot of likability in the the general Portuguese side for me personally. Not a lot of guys that I root for in the Premier League or, or their or their day jobs in Spain, wherever they are. Uh, that being said, I really, really hope they have met their match in the Moroccans because I, I, I mean, I love Morocco. Now, now, I, now, like they're, they're the they're the guys that are the Cinderella team, one hundred one hundred and fifty percent. And our guy Hakeem Ziyech putting in another shift, and his penalty was by far and away my favorite. Just absolutely stepping up there, blasting it right down Main Street, a million miles an hour turnaround. What now? I love it. I'm so glad for him. And that whole situation is awesome because I love it when people blow things up. And that's exactly what Morocco did. Well, Ziyech may be leaving, but his price tag has just gotten, you know, that thing's heading in the right direction for Chelsea. There's a lot of banter out there about... 
Should we be giving him another chance? You know, should we bring him back and get him incorporated? Personally, I think that ship has sailed. Um, you know, we, we've given this a shot. I think, and I, this is not my opinion about whether he can fit into the team. I still think he absolutely can. That guy is a tremendous player. I don't think he wants us. I think he's tired of being with Chelsea at this point because he's never really gotten a run of games to really get comfortable and show what he could do. He really has never gotten any sort of consistent, consistent playing time, more than a few games, and then he's back on the bench and maybe coming in and off a sub. And the reality is, is that when he's been in there, especially when we've been playing in competitions, he's been good. So this is one of these unfortunate things because I do think he's an extremely special player. Uh, he, I, I do think that there's some attitude issues in there. He was kicked off the Moroccan team at one point, then he was invited back on. But dude, to see what him and Ashraf Hakimi can do, interchanging on that right side and how those two link up, that that is when when Morocco is out of their bunker and when they're going in attacking, the majority of the time is happening on that right side. And those two, they can just link up. They are super dangerous. Um, I also thought Bufal and Amrabat gave great performances in that game. You know, Spain just doing what Spain does, passing it aimlessly all over the place, making you run, making you burn your legs out. Um, there were a lot of chances on both sides. I actually think Morocco had the better chances yeah. in this game than Spain ultimately. And then you're right, dude, we go to penalties. Spain's been sitting there dinking and dunking passes to each other the entire game. Ziyech goes up there and just says, boom, just drills it right down the middle, full force, not holding anything back. Meanwhile, you've got Sergio Busquets just like just tapping in the ball. All of those, all three of those Spain guys, I look at it, I'm like, what is that pussy bullshit? I'm like, dude, you got to go up there and you have to drill that. You have to do something. No, just a little, just a little touch. Just a little, just let it roll. It'll get there eventually. Boom. Three saves. Game over. Bye-bye, Spain. Thank God. You know what? It, you know what the Spain side felt like? It wasn't like true tiki-taka. It felt like a Maurizio sorry, a sorry game. Just passing the ball yeah. all over the place. Don't shoot or anything. Uh, you know, because all we want to do is pass it so many times that we just want to push it into the net. Uh, and yeah, they took that passing mentality right into PKs. And of course, we heard all of the uh, the talk. Oh, I want my players taking a thousand penalties uh, before this stuff. Not one guy just stepped up and wanted to put his laces through the ball. You know, Frankie Lampard style. You know, when Frank stepped up for penalties, I was never worried about it, you know, being pussyfooted. You know, if it got saved because somebody dove and guessed right and really was able to get two hands on it or something, push it aside, that's one thing. But Frank was never going up there and not putting <laughs> putting the howitzer to it. So uh, completely agreed. Spain didn't make one penalty. They didn't make one. Dude, it's ridiculous. Dude, with the talent on that team, I mean, they're, they're a very talented young team. I think the subs worked against them. I think they went for it. And then the guys that – I don't even know who the first two guys are that they had going up there for their kicks. Dude, this is a talented team with a lot of big-name players playing for very large clubs internationally. And then you had nobody's go up there first. And then, dude, Sergio Busquets. I think the way you feel about Portugal is – and you may agree with me here – is the same way I feel about Sergio Busquets. I know he's a phenomenal player. I know he is. But I look at him, and I look at how he acts and how he behaves on the pitch. Dude, I want to kick him in the balls. He is a perfect candidate for a good swift kick right in the testes. And I was so happy that it had to be him to blow that last one. It's like, all right, finally, we're going to get the experienced guy up here to go ahead and show how these young bucks, show them what to do. And boom, and he just fucked. 
just like dribbles it. I was like, you lose your way. It's like go. we got Jeffrey the giraffe from the Toys R Us commercials standing, getting up here to uh, to take the to take the PKs. He, uh, yeah, I mean, he's got a kind of of a of a giraffey typeness when he's when he's up there. Very very long neck. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sergio. Unfortunately, though, Dave, Dave is going home. So that's the unfortunate side of this is that our boy Dave is coming back home. But that'll be good. It'll give him an extra week or so to rest, get ready for the important games. Yeah. Well, hey, they're going to be here before you know it. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're flying through this. We're, we're, we're getting there, man. So we're left with the quarters. Let's do a quick uh, rundown right now and some early predictions uh, for the games coming up this weekend. Let's, uh, let's work in reverse here again. So let's start with Morocco, Portugal. Then, who you got, bud? I'm taking Portugal. Yeah. Easy, <laughs> easy, easy, easy peasy. Dude, Morocco's legs. Hakim Ziyech, dude, he could barely move after about the 65th or 70th minute. They ran them into the ground, dude. Then they had to play extra time. You have this just beautiful moment. I mean, all the pheromones are just going crazy in Morocco. You just beat Spain. Letdown game. Portugal just blew through this. I think Portugal wins this fairly handily. It's not going to be like a blowout on, on on the score sheet, but I'm giving it like maybe like a two nil. Oh, really? I, I mean, I think it's going to be three one. I, I think that they're going to, uh, and it could be even worse. I think they might thrash them because of what you just uh, alluded to. That's a lot of running. Portugal had an easy breezy time, uh, you know, on the dispatch of South Korea, or excuse me, of uh, of the Swiss. They uh, they're feeling good, pretty good about themselves right now, and they're they're playing with uh, you know good vibes and house money. I think that they definitely uh, keep the foot on the pedal. They better not feel too good. They need to come in here and be patient because Morocco's going to do exactly what they do and just bunker in. They're going to play really tight in the back. You're going to have to be patient and break them down and wait for that moment to be able to bag one, and just be careful on the break because if they have a little bit of gas on the tank for the first half of this game. They could just whip out and strike on that right side. All right. But I still, I, I think Portugal is going to throw. No doubt. Uh, let's move on to uh, the Dutch versus Lionel Messi and Argentina. Oh, man, I'm kind of torn on this one. Argentina just, I feel like they just haven't looked good. I feel like even when they've won games, uh, you know, their last game, I think they were mainly in control. They won 2 nothing. I just feel like there's something missing there. I, I can't put my finger on it, but I don't see like a like a confident team that just has it inside them that feels like they're going to be able to get it done. On the flip side, they're 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 far more talented than the Dutch. Um, I think the star power of Messi pulls this through. I'm going to say Argentina wins this one. It'll be close two one. Uh, I'm definitely feeling the, the, the same sort of thing, but uh, don't forget they were on a Argentina. They were on a record breaking win streak. Uh, uh, national win streak. I think it was like forty-one games unbeaten or something outrageous. They were on a they were on a real streak heading into uh, heading into the World Cup, and we all know the loss to Saudi Arabia was uh, less than expected. Uh, no, nobody nobody chalked that one up. But now that we've made it to the quarterfinals, they're out of the group. Messi has to win this game. He he understands all of the things. It's, uh, you know, lifting the cup or bust, quote-unquote, for him. 
but he he's going to understand the gravity of this moment. I really believe that he does have the star power to carry the day. Argentinians do have supreme attacking talent. They got, you know, dudes all over the pitch. Uh, I don't think that they're going to win this, but they're definitely going to beat the Netherlands and advance, I'd say, uh, 2-1 as well. Yeah, and dude, I mean, Argentina won Copa America, and that, you know, that was the first time in a long time. So, you know, you have a lot of guys who went through, an, you know, an international competition and came out mm-hmm. on top. They're dangerous. They're dangerous. I just haven't seen them look the way I would expect Argentina to look. So who knows? They, they can turn it on at any minute. I, I think they're getting past it. No, Argentina. no doubt. No doubt. And then uh, moving on to uh, the very, 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 very tasty Croatia-Brazil. I, I just think Brazil's got it. I love Croatia. I would love to see them put up a fight in this one. I think they will for 30, 40 minutes. Brazil is just, they're playing at a different level right now. They got so much confidence. And they're one of these teams where it's like, I I feel like as they are overconfident, the better they are. They're not one of these teams that gets overconfident and then lays an egg. They, they feed off of it. They want to be dancing. They want to, oh, they want to not just do it. They want to do it with their distinct style. They look great. I think they're probably the danger men in the entire tournament. So I'm going to say Brazil get through 3-1. Okay. So 3-1, I actually uh, am going to be in agreement with you. I mean, the the Brazilians right now, they are. They're playing that samba style. They are feeling themselves, the dancing. Everybody's getting involved. Ronaldo's doing interviews. I've never been a Richarlson guy. But, again, some of these guys with their talent and the way they play, when you put them in their national teams, it's a different environment. They have a, a, a different style of playing, and uh, what they do, generally speaking, meshes a little bit better in a, in a national uniform than it does uh, for their club teams. And I think Richarlison's definitely a, a perfect example of that. Um, they are dangerous. They are doing all of the things. They are super fun to watch. They really move the ball. It's super attractive. And when you got Vinicius Jr. Uh, out there on the wing, anything's possible. He's unbelievable. Uh, there are so many good left wingers in this tournament. It's uh, it's uh, The attacking talent in Qatar is just off the hook. It's been amazing. And uh, I'll actually yep. agree with you. I'm going to go 4-2 Brazil-Croatia. Okay. All right. Main course. The big bad the main. You got England and France. All right, I'm, I'm going to give you the first one. All right. What do you got on this one? Look, the talent levels are going to be supreme. Very, very, very high levels of competition. I just think the mercurial talent of Kylian Mbappe will carry the day. I really do. I think he's the difference maker. Uh, I think the English are going to leave disappointed again. Uh, I am rooting for the English. I would like to see them advance. I just don't think they're going to take care of business against France. I think Kylian Mbappe is going to run right past their wingers. I don't care who's up against them. I don't care if it's Kyle Walker. Uh, we sure as hell know that Harry Maguire is not going to be able to keep up with them in a foot race. Um you know, you've got the attacking talent with Giroud. You've got Dembele. I think this is the last team England wanted to see in the quarterfinals. I don't think they wanted anything to do with France. And I think France gets a 2-1 victory. I agree with almost everything you said. Um, 
I do want England to win this. I would love to see England bring one home. I would love to see those fans go crazy. Obviously, there's a lot of our boys playing on that squad. Like, I would love to see that happen. France is the dominant side. France is the reigning champion. France is coming in with a lot of confidence. They do have arguably the best player in the world on their squad. He's in tremendous form. I think uh, I think my man, Mr. Southgate, gets super pragmatic here once again. I think he's going to bunker in and play very defensive and try to grit this thing out. And I think in Garrett Southgate style, this goes to PKs and France wins. Uh, if France wins on PKs, the suicide rate in England is going to skyrocket, um, unfortunately. But, uh, man, that is a terrible, terrible prediction if you're an English fan. <laughs> But, uh, you know, we, we, don't, we don't do this to make people feel good. We do it because that's what we think is going to happen. I definitely think France is advancing. 100%, man. All right, so we got all that. One other thing I wanted to throw in there before we wrap up. I did run across an article today, and it looks like Todd Bowley, switching back to our Chelsea yes. ads, has committed to not moving our stadium. He's going to redevelop the bridge, which is awesome news. I'm super pumped to hear that. Let's see if it actually happens, but apparently he has verbally committed to keep keep the stadium where it is, redevelop it, get some extra seats in there, get some amenities, make it a little bit nice and cozy. Uh, and I don't know where the hell we're going to play in the interim as they are developing it, but we're staying up Keep it posh. Keep it Southwest City. Which is great. Keep it in West London. It's in the best spot, an unbelievable piece of real estate right there in London town. Can't wait to get there in March. Yep. Um, all right, man. Great seeing you again. Let's keep doing these. Uh, we got some great games coming up, uh, for the heading into the weekend, an amazing slate. Jay and I'll be back with another episode to, uh, talk about the, the semifinal matchups and a review of the quarterfinals until then have a great holiday season, everybody. We appreciate the listening and, uh, have a great afternoon. America is blue.